Hello and welcome to the Total Mental Performance Podcast, the one and only mindset podcast dedicated to helping fitness entrepreneurs and coaches master their mindset, giving you insider access to industry leaders around their psychology, their campfire stories, and the mindset required to be successful in this business. I'm your host, Kieran O'Neill, mental performance coach and founder of Total Mental Performance, the world's fastest growing specialist mindset service dedicated to the fitness industry. So without further ado, let's lean in and listen. So today we have a very, 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 very special guest. He's a bit of an industry heavyweight, Tom Macmillan. Uh, Tom has spent eight years in the fitness industry. And the reason I want to bring him on today is he hasn't just been successful once and it was never an accident. He's been successful again and again and again. He's been a world champion bodybuilder. He's built two successful coaching businesses. He built a supplement company and sold it. And now he's a mentor for other coaches looking to scale their online coaching businesses. Tom is a good friend of mine and he's also a TMP client. And the work we've been doing together has been absolutely inspiring. And the more that I learn about this man, the more impressed I get every single session and every single word that he shows up. So Tom, thank you so much for coming on, mate. My pleasure, mate. Thanks for having me. So we're gonna have a lot of fun today. I'm gonna ask a nice, big, open, annoying question, which is, what's your story? Okay, how much time have you got? I'll keep it short and sweet. I'll uh, give you the knockout reel. So I guess I'll start with where I started in the industry. So 2014 was my first entry in the fitness industry, if you like. I was a university student doing undergrad in exercise sciences. I got into bodybuilding. So before that, I was a powerlifter. I got into natural bodybuilding. I uh, went on to later win a world title, which is awesome. And then from there, as you can imagine, you know, you put up some shredded pictures and you get a lot of inbound messaging for, for coaching. So that's kind of where it all started uh, for me, you know, helping friends, helping family and uh, yeah, massively undercharging and working my ass off in between university, full-time job, well, part-time job alongside of that and a full-time coaching business. So I later went on to set up my first coaching company in which I had for six years. I then later went on to build a supplement company I later sold, I then created my second online coaching business. And then in March, 2021, so nearly a year ago now, I created Make Me An Online Coach, which is a one-to-one mentoring program for online coaches. And that takes us to today. It's quite a highlight reel and there's so many questions I have. And actually, if you don't mind, I'd like to kind of tackle bit by bit by bit by bit. Um, so talk me through winning a bodybuilding world title because there's a lot of coaches that are bodybuilders there are a lot of coaches that aspire to achieve that and they'll be saying in their heads yeah but once i win that world title once i win that british title once i win the english title once i win once once i've got that once i've got that once i've got that i'll have made it that'll be it i'll be done i'll have completed it i'll be worthy i'll I'll have validated myself whatever they're thinking but just run me through your experience of achieving that and what you thought it would represent and feel like and how it actually felt like. Okay, so I was more concerned about where was the nearest restaurant, to be honest, rather than kind of, you know, basking in that glory. I think for me, it was always what's next straight away, you know? And uh, for me, yeah, that was just part of my past. It's something I achieved at the time, but straight away it was like, what's next? What can I do differently? What can I do next year? Now I've got an online coaching business, what can I do to better myself? So pretty much just like you say in business for a lot of people, you know, bodybuilding and sports and business in general, you know, are very, very similar in a way that you don't achieve one goal and then you settle. Not every coach at least, you know, so I've always stayed hungry. I've always thought I want more for myself. I've always pushed myself. 
And bodybuilding was no different. There was no time to really sit, take it all in, rightly or wrongly. It was more about what's next. How can I better myself and how can I be a better person? What do you think was driving the bodybuilding? Who's going to think about an emotion or a state that was driving that? What do you think it was? Look, looking back now, um, you know, I would have been probably too proud to have said this, probably you know, even a couple of years ago. Absolutely, it was a sense of inferiority, no question. You know, I've got some clients that are incredible bodybuilders, and it's not to say that every bodybuilder is the same way. I think for me, it was absolutely you know, masking something that was there. So masking my low self-belief, masking low confidence, masking an inferiority complex, and wanting to be you know, more masculine, wanting to be that powerful guy, you know? Mm. Being a skinny kid, a confident kid. And that's what I think it was for me, bodybuilding. It was definitely that. It was an outlet as well to to express kind of aggression that you have when you're, you know, it's a 19, 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old guy. But absolutely, I think the driving force behind that was to definitely because I felt inferior and I wanted to feel superior. You know, I wanted to feel like somebody and I wanted to be somebody back then. And what was it like unraveling the identity of being the bodybuilder to being the coach? Because if you've wrapped up so much of yourself in that, well, I'm going to validate myself and show how strong and big I am and how superior I am through my physique to then move on to coaching. There's that, that's, I, I'm guessing it wasn't a switch overnight. There probably was some parts of that that were a little bit uncomfortable, a bit, a bit odd. Yeah, for sure. And I think um, this is something that you'll see coaches now try and be or bodybuilders in the same way. I'll kind of categorize them both because it, it goes it goes for both here, in which is they're always trying to be the biggest, the leanest. They're always pushing that. And until they are there, they are never feeling worthy or they're never feeling good enough or they're always comparing themselves. And it cripples them. It cripples them from a competitive point of view. You know yourself, obviously, as a you know an ex-boxer, as a competitor. And from a business point of view, a lot of coaches will do the same thing. You know, they'll essentially say, right, I wanted to be somebody. I want to be the best coach there is because they're kind of that competitive. And you'll quickly realize, especially now, you know, online coaching is huge now. Huge. Like when I started coaching, there was coaches about, but you'll be talking about, you know, the OGs. So you, you're Lane Norton. You'll talk about, you know, 3D uh, muscle journey. People now that like the new kids coming up probably don't even know who they are, you know? So there are coaches there, but it wasn't as popular as it is today. And I think absolutely, if I was now coming into the industry today with the low confidence that I had and that low self-worth, you know, I would have needed someone like yourself back then. Because you're always going to try and be that better coach, the best coach, have the most followers, have the best content, have the best client results. And I think a lot of coaches can get crippled by that. I know I certainly would have had I not have worked on improving my mindset and changing my identity. So, yeah, I think it was a massive, massive learning curve for me to finally accept um, you're not going to be the biggest, the leanest, the smartest, the richest uh, or the best coach there is. So interesting, isn't it? Because something that I see with a lot of coaches, particularly on the online space, is it's difficult because, you know, before where it was mainly offline, the only people you really compared yourself to was people on the gym floor or around you. And maybe on Instagram, maybe if you saw pictures and, and whatever, but it was less competitive because you had less access. Whereas now when you see it in online, if you see it in business masterminds, if you see it wherever, it's a lot easier to compare because people are now sharing their client results, they're sharing their client journeys, and actually people are sharing how much money they're making. And for some reason, human beings have got this thing where if we was going to 
I say this in air quotes, compare one human being to another, there's like a thousand different factors you can compare each other on, probably 10,000. <laughs> you know, like if you want to go on the physical attributes, it's like, you know, the, their arms, their back, their hair, the, the, their nails, their eyes, their teeth. You know, there's a billion things there. Then you've got personality and there's the big six personality types or uh, the big five, sorry, or you've got like the various different idiosyncrasies, then you've got productivity, then you've got art, music, business, maths, science, like there's so many different areas we can compare ourselves. Yeah, but how much does he make? How much do they make? What about how much does she make? Oh, well, I don't make as much. And we, we pick this one very, very dimensional coin, you know, this one, one factor to then compare ourselves. And I see that with a lot of coaches, particularly when they're new and online, they start looking around, they start going, well, this person's got better transformations. This person's making more money. They've got more followers. Uh, and they kind of cripple themselves. So uh, I see the parallels that, that um, we just mentioned there. I also see it today with, with newbies coming into the industry. Yeah, they're, they're, they're so similar. You know, when I was a competing bodybuilder and you would say, how's he looking? How's he looking before a show? Who's on the circuit? Who's going to be competing? And you start to kind of worry about that person. And when I was new into coaching, it was no different for me. So that was a, that was a hard lesson to learn. And being completely transparent with you, you know, that was probably halfway through that kind of coaching career. Something that I wish I would have been able to have controlled sooner, which comes from improving your mindset. Um, and something that we work so hard within coaches and make, make me an online coach as well. You know, make me an online coach is essentially all those problems, all those worries, all those breakdowns that I had. You know, the reason why I created Make Me an Online Coach is so other coaches don't have to have the same thing. So it was definitely a, a big part of my story making that transition from bodybuilder to business owner. Um, without a doubt, you know, that was something that affected me in both disciplines. 100%. And I think as coaches, we build programs we wish our younger selves had. So we look at total mental performance yeah. where I've struggled with anxiety, not feeling good enough, that inferiority. I had an eating disorder. I tried to take my own life. Uh, I suffered from depression. I've, I've had some big in air quotes because it's relative, right? But some, some mental health challenges. And that was driven by my uh, ambition. It was driven by my insecurity and not feeling good enough. So I don't want anyone else yeah. to make the same mistakes and go as far and as extreme as, as I did. And I think that's as coaches, if we can create programs that we look at our younger selves and go, actually, if I just knew that at that moment, or if somebody had just pointed me the way here, or they taught me this technique or whatever, that would have just saved me so much time, so much hassle. And I think the more that we recognize that and the more we fall in love with that, the more fun we start to have. And we start focusing less on, okay, well, how much money can we make? And it's how much change can we make? And then when you start doing that and you start really falling in love with the process, that's where things get really, really fun. Run me through, you've had a couple of successful coaching businesses now. So run me through the mindset that you cultivated to build those, to, to be successful coaching businesses, but then also just run me through some of the, the things you know now, which you wish you knew then. So I think for me, coming into the fitness industry from that bodybuilding background, a lot of it, if I'm honest, was probably still that low self-worth, wanting to feel significant, wanting to people say, and this is the first coaching business, you know, do you know Tom Mack? He's this online coach. He gets great results and, you know, he's, he's great at what he does. So I think a, a little bit of it was definitely that, you know, it was wanting to, you'd say, stroke the ego, although I still almost felt, you know, insecure and that I, I didn't really, there was definitely to have an ego about you know, because in my head, I was still someone who was very inferior, unsuccessful, and low on confidence and self-worth. So I absolutely think that the the first journey, the first coaching business was driven by that to some extent. 
Now, knowing what I know now, and later on from a coaching journey and my second coaching business, you know, once you've built that confidence, once you've improved yourself with, once you've improved uh, your relationship with yourself and actually learning to love yourself, then I suppose with aging as well, you know, you start to, to really realize why you're actually doing this because I don't sit in an office out of choice, by the way, five days a week from nine till 6 p.m. And I would work on my days off if I really, if I was allowed, if my partner let me put it that way, for a love of what I do. So now it's absolutely been the fulfillment of what I get. And it's having such a strong why. I didn't have a why when I was 21 years old, I was new to the fitness industry. It was driven more out of insecurities. Whereas now, obviously I'm thinking more about my future and thinking about what my why is and having a love and a passion for what I do, which I think will take coaches some of the way, but unless you actually do the mindset work and you do that deeper work and you actually start to improve the love that you have for yourself and you start to fix those insecurities that you have in your own self-worth and your own uh, confidence, then I never think you can really, I never think you can really excel or even have the kind of consistency that I've had over an eight year period. You can't have one without the other. So the common theme, and it's kind of the secret, it's like the one of the lines of code to the matrix. Once you see it, you can't unsee it, which is every human being is afraid of not being good enough, not being lovable, which just we express it in different parts of our lives in different ways. The the theme that you spoke about a lot was the fear of not being good enough and that inferiority. If you feel comfortable, and please feel free to give me the two-finger salute, <laughs> but where did that come from? Where did that start? From not feeling good enough or feeling worthy, that would go back to my childhood. Um, pretty much just, I can't give you the, the exact issue as it were. It would be a, you know, um, a few different things. And mainly it just would have been me being unhappy in myself and feeling not good enough as the skinny kid, you know, mm -hmm. and today's age growing up, if I grew up now in 2022, who knows how, how I'd feel with the fitness industry being as big as it was, with social media being as big as it was. But that's where it all started for me. You know, I'm a skinny guy who's unconfident. I have social physique anxiety. You know, I feel anxious around other people in social situations. I don't want to go to them. And it just went on and on and on until, as I said, I started using bodybuilding as a way to increase that confidence and self-worth. You know, you're increasing lifts in the gym, you're adding body weight, you're winning bodybuilding shows. It didn't fix the issue, but it certainly went a long way to mask it. So it would definitely stem from childhood. But like I said to you, when I exited that bodybuilding and competitiveness, then what? Mm. Then you're going to rely on income and growth and praise from people and good results to try and, you know, stroke your ego and prop you up. And as I said, that only goes so far. So, I mean, over an eight year period in the fitness industry so far, you know, I'd really say that for the first five years of that, I was probably still very insecure, very unconfident and attached my self-worth to the wrong things. So it's been, a, it's been a slow ongoing process. And you've obviously seen the kind of person that I am today and looking back, I can't believe who I used to be. So, and that's a message that I want to put out to every coach reading this right now. You can change, you can become confident, you can increase your self-worth, but you have to find what the deeper issue is. You have to find what the underlying problems are. Otherwise, if you're just relying on scaling your income or getting a good client result, you know, you're putting a plaster on, on a deep wound and you, you're never really fixing that. My growth and my fulfillment has really come from fixing those issues first. Yeah, and like for a lot of your clients and friends in the industry, when they're listening to this podcast, they're gonna be gobsmacked. They're gonna go, fuck, because what do they see today? You've evolved into a man that's, bearing in mind, I work with very confident individuals, a confident guy, 
who knows what he's about, who knows what he's doing. And you're also very value driven. You won't compromise on your morals. You won't compromise on your values. And I really respect that. And it's awesome. But I think leaders today, and we've got too much posturing going on in the industry, which is I'm fine. I'm okay. I've got this. It's this like that, you know, that over aggressiveness. Like, yeah, I'm fucking crushing my business. I'm crushing transformations. I'm making loads of fucking cash. It's, it's all, look at me. I'm fucking massive. It's just a lot of posturing because they're armored. And you've done that work where you've de-armored to re-armor, if that makes sense. So I'm confident that no matter what we throw at you, you'll be able to manage it. You've got the tools, you've got the techniques, you've got the boardroom, you've got everything you need. So when these things happen, because life is always going to throw you curveballs, whether you like it or not, you're going to get a banana skin. But the way in which you manage those now, it's just, yeah, you, you're on a completely different league, but you've taken the time to do that work, to really put the foundations in, to build your playbooks, to build your boardroom. And yeah, mate, absolutely smashing it. From a mindset perspective, that's why I really wanted to bring you on the pod. I appreciate it, mate. Thanks for having me. So here's an interesting thing, because I think everybody thinks about launching a supplement company at one point, but you've actually done it and then you ended up selling it. I want to know, <laughs> and I'm sure our audience want to know, what's that like? Because um, it's, it's fucking hard. I, I was thinking about launching a um, supplement company. This is back when I worked in software sales, and I was going to call it Sales Quicken. And essentially it was going to be nootropics where uh, it <laughs> the name of the core product was going to be called close. And then there was going to be another one called open. So uh, I, I came from, you know, some of the old school sales where it was like a hundred calls a day to like senior decision makers, like CEOs and VPs. And it was like, push, 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 push. I come up with this idea of a nootropic that would give you the energy, give you the buzz. And uh, yeah. And then basically we could go and drop it into multiple different sales floors. And the value prop was really simple. If I could help your sales team have more energy and book more meetings and close more deals, would that be helpful? And uh, you know, you, you kind of do the dream, you design all the packaging and you're like, yeah, it would look like this. And then you sort of start researching all the, all the ingredients and whatever. Um, but in the end, I looked at all of it and I thought, you know what? That's a lot of fucking work. And, for what, and at the time, I was still closing deals. I didn't quite have the bandwidth to then launch a, that brand. I thought, you know what? I'll, I'll park that. I think everybody, every fitness entrepreneur has this dream of launching a supplement company. Very few actually go and get a product to market. That's a very fucking hard thing. The next hard thing is marketing and selling that product. And then the thing after that is actually exiting that business. So can you just give us some, uh, some insider knowledge on what that experience yeah. was like? Have you seen Breaking Bad? It's going to be <laughs> yeah, awkward if yeah. you yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen yes. uh, a few of the well, first few episodes. Picture a scene from Breaking Bad when they're in the RV and they've just got all this chemistry shit and they're just, you know, mixing stuff. Well, that was me in my bedroom in my mum and dad's house. That's what I was like. So I had the raw caffeine powder, I had the uh, the raw beta alanine, and I put it all together and I had some flavouring and I would just drink it. And I don't know if you've ever tasted raw caffeine powder, um, but I think I probably puked it up. But that's where it kind of all started. It was, there's nothing on the market right now that really, you know, and I'm this bodybuilder that wants to be the best that he can be. There's nothing out there that really I want to pay for. There's nothing there that's good enough. So let's go and make it. So so that's what I did. And then a few, it, it did okay. Like it would start out and then it was just kind of sold as uh, an extra product on my coaching business. And then a few later years down the line, we went and we actually created the company. Then obviously we went to a manufacturer and everything else. So the biggest thing for me wasn't in terms of the difficulty of it. It was more of the lack of fulfillment from it because when you're selling something like a, a product, you know, I know that what that product's doing is it might be getting them better workouts, but 
Is it making them lose three stone and then them telling me how much it's transformed their life and how they've now got a great relationship and how they're able to, you know, attract a partner and reverse type two diabetes and all these things? No, it's not. I'm getting a message saying I had a great workout. Thanks, bro. Where is it? Is it fulfilling me in a way that actually helping a coach say to me, Tom, actually now for the first month ever, like, I don't actually have to worry about covering my bills. I've been able to go to a restaurant or a shop and not look at the price tag. Thank you so much. So I, when it comes to businesses, relationships are everything for me. They're everything. And when I had that supplement business, it was just the wrong business for my personality. That's what it was. Knowing that there wasn't enough fulfillment in what I was actually selling there, having no relationship and you know, dealing with those day-to-days of you're posting it, you might be doing the, the, the marketing, you might be designing the labels and you might be formulating stuff and that's great. And that's what some people enjoy. But for me, it was just, I want relationship-driven businesses and that's why we exited the business and then we focused solely on the fitness businesses and we got rid of it. Um, but that was in a nutshell why it started uh, and uh, and why it ended. And what run us through the, the parts that you enjoyed, bits that you loved, and what were the parts that were, that were quite hard? Because a lot of people sort of seem to think, well, you know, I'll just get a white label supplier and then I'll put, sort of put some labels on and then I'll sell it and, and, and whatever. But like, yeah, just run me through the real challenges because that's not an easy business to to set up there's marketing distribution product like there's so much in that yeah it's dealing with manufacturers that are more often than not in my experience anyway useless there is uh issues with like you said distribution there's issues with customer care uh, and by the way you've got giants in the industry such as you know bulk powders you had my protein now supplement companies are even bigger you've got sup- uh, gyms selling supplements like the competition is huge like people think online coaching's competition go and create a supplement company then you're going to see what the competition's really like which you're backed by millionaires billionaires and have been in the industry for 10 plus years you know with their own labs and everything else so yeah it was difficult from that point of view but um i still think that if it was something that gave me the fulfillment then it would have been something that we definitely worked a lot harder on and pushed a lot harder at the end of the day you get out what you put into everything so even when it came to selling that business, well, if I put more in because it gave me fulfillment, well, it would have meant that we could have sold it for more or it, would have went, it could have been that I delegated that out to the business. So for me, yeah, the diff- don't get me wrong, it was challenging. There was difficulties there. It's not all glitz and glamour like you probably see. And again, this is the big dog of me thinking, I'm a bodybuilder, I'm gonna have my own supplement line. I want my own gym these one day, you know, and all of these things that sometimes bodybuilders and sales themselves. Um, but, but like I said, no fulfillment, no passion, no point. And that's really why, you know, things kind of came to a, came to a head with that. But partly it would have been the big dog in me really trying to be somebody and trying to have something to show for it to say that I've kind of done something. So, yeah. And what's incredible is you managed to reverse out that business and sell it. Most people go, fuck this and they crumble and then they just wind the business down. They take on some debt and off they go. So I it's impressive that you managed to reverse out of that and, and, and actually get some cash out. So well done. You mentioned a really interesting point there, which was it was the wrong business for me. And I think it's quite interesting because having been in, in a similar position where perhaps I was in the right business, but there wasn't a market. I've also been in the wrong industry. So I used to sell data analytics into retailers. And the fundamental core problem was when I entered the data analytics and retail space, I was 15,000 pounds in debt and really insecure. So yeah, no problem. I'm going to fucking shift the product. But once I wasn't insecure and then I had cash, I fucking, I realized I despise retail. (laughs) I really don't care. I could not give a flying fuck how many handbag Chanel sells. I don't care. I don't want to know about it. So sometimes you can find yourself in the wrong business in the wrong marketplace where you really don't care. And I think that's 
so important, particularly for coaches, you know, if you're coaching the wrong people, you're not going to enjoy that. Yeah. If you're coaching in the wrong way, you know, you're not going to enjoy that. Not everybody wants to be an online coach. Some people kid themselves because they think they want the laptop lifestyle, but actually they don't really like the creativity. They don't really like isolation. They don't really like being by themselves. They don't like systems. They don't like marketing. And actually they love being face-to-face. -face. On the flip side, some people are fed up of face-to-face -face, or you've got on the gym floor PTs that are actually introverts and they don't want to really be talking to people. And actually on online coaching might be a better shout. So I think that's a really important point to everyone listening to take take home is make sure that you build a business yeah. that you enjoy. We believe that there's three coins at TMP that dictate success to us. Number one is doing shit that you love every single day, like just loving what you do. Number two, doing something that you find meaningful. And number three is getting really well paid for it. And that coin is number three for a reason, because as somebody that's been able to be successful in a field and, and make a lot of money a lot of quickly and, and actually despise everything about the industry and his own soul <laughs> or where he was, it's just not fucking worth it. And I think you touched on that really eloquently, which is we need to build businesses that are meaningful to us. And that's, you know, why in 2022, my fitness business is going to be closed completely for the whole reason. You know, like I said to you before, it's been in, it's not to say that I won't ever have a fitness product, but that business in particular, the way it was set up and everything else wasn't fulfilling me. And like we just touched on that, when you start to lose that fulfillment, you will start to slack off the task you need to do day to day. Even if you don't want to grow your business and you've got the kind of mindset that I have, I have a mindset, whereas rather than having a business sat there, maybe it's collecting cash, maybe people are getting results, but you know that it's it's not either growing, it's not helping even more people, it's not part of your vision, it's not fulfilling you day to day, then my mentality is it's not worth doing for me. So, and that's why the Fitness Business 2022 will also be a, another business closed. Um, so I think even if you're an online coach right now or you're a one-to-one -one personal trainer, finding what is not serving you in your business right now and committing to fixing that and plugging the holes in that program or plugging the holes in that service or even things like your day-to-day -day routine and uh, your schedule will make a world of difference. The growth is going to come when you can wake up every morning. You can't wait to open that laptop and get cracking. You know, throughout my time in the fitness industry, I've changed my avatar three, four times. So it's really important to love every single aspect of your business as close as you can, of course. And the coaches that do that, and the coaches that we work with and we work on loving what they do and changing their systems, their business, their avatar, their marketing, their fulfillment, when they start to enjoy it more, they're happier, they're healthier, they're, their uh, personal life improves, which will then be reinvested and manifest itself back into their professional life, which that improves, and then their client results improve, which improves their marketing, so then their income then improves. So really so much of what we've just covered in the last five minutes or so is just about actually loving what you do. And the day that I wake up in the morning and I'm not excited to get on my laptop will be the day that I stop mentoring coaches or will be the day that I change something in the business in order to find that love and that passion and that fulfillment again. Something you said was really interesting earlier. You said that some businesses are wrong for different people, something to that extent. You could be the wrong business for me and you mentioned that. Hence my mate and online coach is set up the way that it is. You know, if you're an online coach right now, group type coaching and community-based coaching might not work for you. You might, like me, want more of a hands-on approach, more of a one-to-one -one relationship. That might not be you and that's completely cool. You know, there's a lot of mentors out there that just almost have community-based coaching. And if they like that, that's cool. And the clients get a great result, that's awesome. So if you're a coach right now and you're almost following the crowd and thinking this coach does it this way, this coach does their check-ins this way, or you're a mentor, which is awesome by the way, because uh, 
I don't think um, we're ever going to be shy of them either. There's so many people in the fitness industry that need help with these things. You just need to build a business the way that you want to do it. And when you do that, you'll grow that business. You don't have to worry about Facebook ads. And you don't have to worry about being the best copywriter or marketer that there is. You will have a better chance of growing that business. So build the business that you want and it's going to give you maximum fulfillment. Here's a question, Tom. Forget us as a team or as a tribe or as an organism, but what does the phrase total mental performance mean to you? How would you know you had total mental performance? At the top of my head, it would be being able to make cool and calm decisions whenever necessary. And when you're a business owner, that's essential. When you're on the spot and you're having difficult conversations, you're having difficult calls or a problem arises with your team and you need to put out fires. So for me, total mental performance, I'm in complete control of my mindset in any given situation that might arise in my business. Love that. Tom, it's been such a great conversation. It's been a long to have you on. Where can our audience find you? So they can find me on Instagram where I'm most active. Really easy, Tom Macmillan underscore at the end. Um, or they can check out maybeonlinecoach.co.uk. The same on Facebook as well. Um, so yeah, if you have any questions, there's no sales pitch. There's no gain for me. If you ever want to chat, if you can relate to any of these problems that I've spoke about today, or even if you just relate to them, just let me know. It'd be awesome to hear. And I really hope today has helped you. Awesome. Tom, it's been an absolute pleasure, my man. Thanks so much, brother. Thanks for having me on today. Big love. So that's us for today, team. I want to say a huge thank you for spending this portion of your life listening to us. A couple of things before you disappear. If you're not already following us on Instagram, you can find all of our daily content on mindset and hitting peak performance at Total Mental Performance or our website, www.totalmentalperformance.com. If you haven't already, please subscribe. You'll find us on Spotify, uh, the Apple Podcasts, and all the other various different platforms. Big love. Thank you ever so much. And we're looking forward to speaking with you soon.